two, one, we're live. Episode 69. Oh, you wish. Nah, you Close do enough. wish. 65. 65. This podcast. What's happening, guys? I'm Tony. I'm Joey. And Joey, how you been? 16 days without you. 16 it's, days without podcasting. It has been. It's been, uh, it's been a one minute. week since you looked at me. Yeah, it's, it's been 16 days. It's been 16 days since we've hung out. Um, that's a record for us not seeing each other. So... Yeah, for the last year and a half, I've seen you every other week or every week. Basically. I know, I know. Yeah, we've been doing this. Um, we got a great episode lined up for everybody listening. Um, awesome guest, somebody that I work with, but not only that, has become a really fast friend. Aaron Ricciarduli. Hello. That is Aaron. <laughs> 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 awesome. So, um, what we wanted to talk about, and you know, what the podcast is mostly all about. I'm going to reiterate. For the listeners, and we also want to take a, like a, a new spin on this, right? Um, <laughs> getting to know somebody is the hardest thing to do, especially when you, you know, get snippets of who they are. It could be anybody, somebody you meet at the library, somebody you have a class with or whatever like that. Um, I happen to work with Aaron, and I heard like one thing that he happened to mention in passing, and I was immediately was like, hey, I've got to have you on my podcast. Like, I want to hear your story about what you just mentioned. Um, we're going to get into that, but thanks for being here. Thanks for having me, man. I'm glad to be here. Um, pretty excited to kind of see where this takes us and hopefully the content's good. Of course it's going to be good. Yeah. 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 I mean, it, it always is number one. Um, <laughs> in your heart and your mom's and all of our Yeah. So shout out to my mom, number one supporter tied with Jen for life. Uh, <laughs> no, really. My mom's awesome. Um, so where do you want to begin? Where do I want to begin? Aaron's story is so unique. I don't even know where to begin. Um, I guess tell us right. (laughs) What was the, the, the snippet? Oh, we will talk about that. (laughs) He's using it as a bait right now. It is bait. It's It's bait. I can't say it. Two minutes in, he's not going to say it. It's bait. (laughs) I'm I'm just going to, I'm just going to mention, um, I think a bunch of coworkers or maybe it was just me or somebody was going out to uh to go to a bar and have have some drinks just to cool off mm-hmm. and then Aaron mentioned something to me and I was like what because meeting him would have never guessed so mm. took me by surprise might take a lot of people by surprise but before we get to that because it is bait hell yeah it's bait. <laughs> <laughs> tell us about yourself currently currently. Uh, currently from San Diego obviously love the hometown um you know having really traveled so much uh definitely want to kind of get out of san diego a little bit to explore but obviously being a hometown it's just like the spot to be um you know i like to play music obviously working uh, uh, as a loan officer at prospect financial group is a lot of like work at the moment um (laughs) yeah yeah other than that you know i got a mini golden doodle uh he's awesome um you know we have a good time living pb working pb um yeah, man. So what what I'm gathering is that life is good. Life is awesome. Right now. Life Great. is good. Exactly. Right now, life is good. You know, he's got a good position. He's got a good place. He's making bank. He's been a top producing LO. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, he's got a really awesome dog, Theo. He's like the coolest little pup ever. Life's been like this the whole time. <laughs> he's been just, you know, just chilling like this the whole time, right? <laughs> far, far from <laughs> far from wrong, yeah. Um Definitely not. Um, you know, everybody has their own struggles. I guess my, like my path is obviously my path. Um, 
you know, I don't meet a lot of people who relate. I mean, obviously, I, I, I do meet people who do relate in, in that sense of, like, the struggle. And, I mean, of course, everyone's struggles are different. Mm-hmm. Um, and just being an open-minded, you know, humble as I can possibly be individual at this stage of my life is kind of where I'm grounded at, I guess, as mm-hmm. you will. Yeah, I mean, that, that makes sense to me. Um, but for the listeners... Tell us about uh, where you came from, how your childhood was, and like, you know, how was like a young Aaron? So I grew up in the suburbs of San Diego, obviously, like kind of by Claremont. Um, And I'll just get right into it. Like, you know, growing up, like, like my dad likes to smoke weed, like my mom likes to drink, like dealing with like a lot of um, personalities, I guess, in the house, right? And, like, it was really normal. Like, my dad was, like, he he made good money, so he would just, like, buy us things, right? Like, he would just buy us things. Like, everything was cool. If, like, we had stuff, right? Like, just things to do and, and shit to use and, like, um, but never really in, engaged, I guess is the right word, right? Mm-hmm. Um, we inherited a house out in Rancho San Diego. I don't know if you guys know where that's at. Just, like, out in East County a little bit. Mm-hmm. And it was my great aunt, and she, like gave my mom this like big house like it was like a two-story house with a pool and like we all moved to Rancho San Diego like and I was like 13 um moved out there didn't go to sixth grade for like three weeks probably just because the transition it was just like kind of crazy and everything like that and then um you know everything was like cool like on the outside right um you know, my my parents are, like, I guess now looking back, it was like they had no business of having kids, right? Like, I've heard a lot of worse, like, I've heard tons of worse stories, you know, like, at least my parents were around, right? Like, they weren't doing, like, crack cocaine and, like, I didn't grow up in the slums. Like, that that's reality for a lot of people. Like, I grew up in, you know, the suburbs of Rancho San Diego. Like, that's not, like, terrible, right? Like, that's not yeah. struggling. That's no, like, no struggle, right? Um but what do you mean by your parents like really weren't really ready for kids or weren't like they just had no business like like in my eyes like like just not very <laughs> like my mom loves me like unconditionally like the love was there but like the support to like you know like just for example like setting up a college account like wasn't in the mix of shit to do right like that wasn't like where we were at it was more like um let me do like very selfish behavior i guess right and then like the kids were like the kids like because i have an older brother who bounced at like 18 right up to newport beach like honey like just got out of dodge like didn't get along with my dad didn't see eye to eye and like i I still think he's like the smartest of us all you know like because he left Mm -hmm. like my views of my parents were like damn they're gonna let me do whatever i want right so like when i was like 13 I went up to my mom and was like, mom, I'm smoking weed, right? And she was like, let's do a hit. Like, 13, like, why? <laughs> oh, shit. Why and would you do and that? how old was your brother at this time? My older brother's seven years older than me, so he had already, well, he, he got drafted um, to play baseball by the Orioles. Okay. Um, so he was, like, trying to do his thing up north a little bit, and, like, we were never really like super close at that point because I was just like a younger brother, you know. 
but yeah, he was already he was already out of the house. So like, so I had a younger you. yeah younger sister and a younger brother. Like younger brother's really introverted. Younger sister was just an awesome chick. Like really outgoing. Like you know she she succeeds right. Like mm-hmm. she she's a go getter for sure. Right. Um. Yeah. So dad was trying to be more affirmative, right? Like 13, 14, like was not like my mom. Like, but in my head, I was like, damn, like my dad travels a lot. Like mom and I are about to kick it and smoke weed. Like everything's going to be cool as hell. And it was like, it was cool. Like it was like, I was in eighth grade. Like I, I was just fucking hustling kids, like selling weed and like just having a pocket full of cash that I didn't need really. And like, um, you know, bringing bottles and, like, hiding them in, like, in eighth grade, like, hiding them outside of this, like, little spot, like, in this, like, little gutter thing. Like, we would, like, hide all the, like, weed and, like, booze for Friday. And, like, it was just, like, you know, probably what normal kids would do at, like, an 11, like, just at an older age. I was just in eighth grade, right? Mm-hmm. So, like, that escalated, obviously. Do you think, um, do you think, like, you know, your parents engaging in, like, you know, weed and stuff like that is what, made you want to do it or were there like friends of yours that were like hey Aaron like you know this is weed and then you yeah like and, that, and that's a cool point too it's because like yeah there is things around right like there is like influence um but like I just like fell into it like you know like maybe like I was that kid like because I know kids today who smoked weed their first time with me right oh shit. like they're like dude <laughs> the first time I did yeah. a bong load was like at your house and I was like Damn, like yeah. you know, like that's like today. Like yeah. I'm like, oh my god, is that something to be proud of? Or not at all. No. <laughs> <laughs> like, dude, in high go, school, go like, find your yeah in high school. But like that young, you know, it's like very, I don't know, like just interesting to look back on. Like I'm 27 now, but like looking back, it's like, fuck. Like I used to love playing baseball, right? Like mm-hmm. that, like got yeah. swept out. My dad was making like good ass money, but he wasn't around. Like he wasn't yeah. like. Like, he was on the conference calls. Like, he was busy doing work and, like, just doing his own thing. So, like, I just kind of ran wild with that whole idea. And, like, you know, he would just give me money and, like, I would just do what I wanted. And then, like, one thing li- led to the next. And, like, it was um, eighth grade, like, summer or something. And, like, I ate mushrooms for my first time and, like, w- had an absolute blast, like, in my house with my buddy, you know? Um like young dude like really yeah, young that's, like that's why like are you eating young yeah like super young and then i tried ecstasy like that like a couple months later then i like really like was like damn like i like like this is awesome like this is great um you weren't even in high school yet no i just got i just got to high school i'd already tried ecstasy and, and mushrooms and like you know, like that summer when you're transitioning to high school and you're trying to have the time of your life yeah, but dude, that shit's that, like senior year, yeah, man. Not not like eighth grade. Damn. Transition. Right. Really, like he was a senior, basically, like doing yeah. senior behavior stuff. Like we were just chaotic. Yeah. Right. Right. And and like, I get to ninth grade and like I meet with this, like this like punk rock like, grungy kid like in my class. Like this kid is like going nowhere. Right. Like yeah. anybody <laughs> could look at him and like he's going nowhere. Like just like skateboard, ripped jeans, like, and like I knew like he was going to go and, like, smoke and, like, do the things I wanted to do, right? Because, like, not a lot of the kids around me are, like, doing that. So, like, I got linked up with that, like, click and, like, you know, made different, like, connections with, like, you know, weed and, like, different drugs and, like, everything like that. 
but I wasn't like falling off the edge, right? So then 10th grade rolls around. Um, like I'm obviously experienced, like, you know, having 10th grade was good. Like 10th grade, I guess, is the most normal like year that I ever had. Like, and when I think about everything and um, I, then I started like kind of kind of slipping out. At that time, I'd probably had done mushrooms like 70 times, like <laughs> literally just like love that drug, like absolutely just the most best experiences. Like, I mean, that's just a whole nother story, but like, well, we got time. I mean, <laughs> <laughs> have you ever done mushrooms? No. no. Why? Never had them in front of me, never been exposed to them. Have you ever, like, had the, in, like, the thought to be like, wow, let's experience that? Like, I mean, I mean like, well, I mean, not, not like, let's experience it, but I've always thought, like, what's it like? You know, like, what right. is it? Like, what, what kind of a trip is it? You know, um, and, but I mean, no, yeah, just like Tony said, no one's ever been like, hey, these are mushrooms in front of your face take them or not you know so like in high school you guys were never like we should try mushrooms i don't even know where to get my i don't even i don't even you know (laughs) go to ralph's (laughs) (laughs) like nobody around us when i went to high school it was mostly all of them were just smoking weed and just trying to drink beers and stuff like that but it was like no drugs no not not to my knowledge right not the people i hung out with because i also i was in football and basketball so right most of them are just like hey i'm just trying to smoke weed like i'm not trying to fuck with yeah for sure and that makes sense to me like um but the like the you know the dude that i was like grew up with like i met him when i first got to that school that i was telling you guys about in sixth grade like i was linked up with him like we were like bros you know yeah um and i'll tell you guys more about that dude later but like yeah, like that at that point I was already like really experiment like I just was having a good time like how was your schoolwork at this point so because that's a good point like so 10th grade I had it you know together I, I I do pride myself in like not being an idiot and do like I do have some intellectual like capabilities mm-hmm. when I come to focus and want to get shit done and like yeah. actually like you know improve wherever that's at um then I started like kind of slipping off and, and my dad was like, um, you're not going to graduate high school, right? He's <laughs> like, you're not going to graduate. You're a fucking moron pretty much. Like, Is it junior year? Junior year, rolling up on junior year. And I was like, oh, yeah. And then I got straight A's like that, like half of the year. <laughs> uh, and then rolling into like towards 11th, like that's when I just got straight A's. And it was more like out of like. Yeah, out of spite for your yeah, dad. Yeah, like, like more just like. Uh, like a like a fuck you dad yeah yeah, for sure um and then at that point like i i kind of like was kind of slipping off the edge a little bit um me and my dad were kind of bumping heads like i told he's like an italian dude right i told like we had this like argument and i was like fuck you and he got in my face right like scary as shit dude like my dad will throw down and like got like really close to my face and was like you want to like those are fighting words and i was like coming up on you know i was just like scared as shit and he grabbed my phone and i don't know if you guys remember but, like th- it was like not the razor uh, the chocolate it wasn't the chocolate the but it was a sick ass phone for the era dude the, like the music it was like it was a silver like pl- it was dope it just say it was it was like the razor but a sicker version of it mm-hmm. and he just fucking smashed this phone and i was like oh my god <laughs> and like destroyed the whole backyard just like throwing shit down like everything just like destroyed it i had a little pity party right Mm -hmm. 
to what he would have put towards you. He put like stuff around like the anger. Yeah, exactly. Well, and I'm not like that. I'm not very confrontational or like anything like that. But I knew when I said "fuck you" to my dad, I was like, I just fucked up. <laughs> like this guy's gonna kill me. Trigger. <laughs> yeah. Um. That was uh. I'll, I won't forget that. And like, I don't know. My dad, me and my mom were like. Like, we were just blowing tree, like, because he would leave, dude, and I would, like, have fucking huge parties at my house at this point, right? Like, it was a dope spot. Everybody knew my house. And your your mom was just chilling, watching Murder, Chilling, Chilling hasn't <laughs> worked in fucking 20 years, right? Like, dad's making money. Like, she's just doing her thing. Like, you know, everybody knew my house. Like, everybody knew that my mom was fucking down. Like, everybody knew that, like, you could just go over and fuck, like, we would just kick it, get fucked up. Like, um... Met this super, super cool girl, like, before, like, shit, like, honestly, like, the one that got away, like, not, like, looking back, like, always, like, this girl was, like, just, like, an angel, right? And, like, um, I was slowly introduced to Xanax bars, like, uh, do you get, have you ever... Pop the Zanny, no. Is it Pop the Zanny? Have yeah. you? No. What's a Xanax bar there? Is it, like, is it like, like a chocolate bar with Zannies in, like, it's M&M's? So there's like a little football Xanax, and and then there's like a Xanax bar, which is like a little football on steroids, essentially. Like it's is that like, like a, a rugby ball. It's like a rugby <laughs> 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 Yeah, it does look like a little rugby ball, but the Xanax bar is like insanely powerful, right? Yeah. And Xanax is a downer, right? It's like an anti-anxiety like drug. Yeah, it's like. I don't, if you take it when you're not prescribed, you're going to get a fucking awesome high. That's what happens, right? So, like, I mean, you, I would literally take one and just black out, right? Just not even realize what the hell is going on. Um, but in the mix, you're like, you know, you feel really good. It's just a very interesting drug to, like, try to describe. Um, but I was, like, instantly hooked with this. It's a benzodiazepine. And, like, that shit was, like, damn, like, this is dope. Like, this drug is sick. Like, so I got very, very, like, invested in that. At that point, um, one of my buddies that I met in sixth grade, like, he was, like, full-blown, like, um, like, he was gone. Like, he, like, his dad, like, shipped him off to this two-year rehab called um, New Life in L.A. And, like, he lived there for two years, like, straight up, because he was so bad. Like, just, like, the worst, you know? Just couldn't keep his shit together, and, like, he bounced. And then I'm addicted to Xanax. Like, I'm taking, you know, four a day. How old are you at, at this point? Like, 17. Um, Four Xanax a day for, like, my stature, like, 165 pounds is, like, insane. Yeah. Like, absolutely, like, full-blown over the top, dude. Like... You're just numb to it. Peop- right. Yeah, like, I'm building a tolerance. Like, I would... Like, I had, like, serious connections at this point, right? Like, if you were connected with getting Xanax, like, you had the plug. Like, that was, like, you know, that was the shit. Like, that was, like, I don't know. Like, I don't, just from my experience, obviously. And, um, like, I remember this one time, like, I, like, would buy, like, I would, I popped. And, like, we had this, like, one room in, in our in our house that, like, no one went in. Like, you'd walk in and it was, like, this weird, like, little living room. But then you would, like, walk into the house to the right. And like go into the house. Oh, a uh, b- uh, bonus room. It was like yeah. It was like a random like room a with like a yeah, yeah, really weird. Like no one kicked it in there. It was just like an empty space. 
and I remember waking up like in that room, like face down on the ground. And like I woke up like hours later, like just blacked out. And then I woke up in this room and was like, fuck, I didn't even get to experience that. Right. Because I blacked out and I was so upset that I blacked out in this room and like didn't get to experience it. And hours had passed and like I had no idea what was going on, you know. Um, so you were you were more focused on not experiencing the high as opposed to like, holy shit, I just blacked out. Maybe yeah. I should go to the hospital. <laughs> Correct. Okay. Yeah. So what do you like do at that point? First, like Pop another one. Wake up broke. Like fuck. Like that's what I mean. I was so upset. I'm like, damn, I just fucking spent that money, and I'm like, now it's nine o'clock. Um, but that's kind of where like I was going. Like more benzos, benzos, like. Xanax every day. Yeah. yeah. Every day. Yeah. It's a, yeah. Very different. Very different from Vicodin. Vicodin was more of a downer, but like Xanax will like mentally like check you out along with your body like being high. Like very interesting drug and like um Yeah, man. I mean, I got a lot of like just random stories. Like I would meet people multiple times. Like, oh my god! Yeah, like Hi, we'd I'm go to, Aaron, we'd go to a like party and like people met. would be like, "What the fuck? I met you last weekend." Because I would always know where the parties are at. Like I was just always like, that's like what I like wanted to do, party. Mm-hmm. Like that's that's what made sense. I stopped playing baseball. Like everything was just pushed to the side. Like obviously had a big interest in like playing guitar and like music. Um, you know, got kicked out of a band. This was senior year still. This was like junior going into senior. We got kicked out of the band. Like, what was your band called? Lickety Spliffs. <laughs> yeah, and I wrote like, it, like a spliff, like all that. the songs, dude. And I'm like, all right, that's fine. I'm taking all the fucking songs. Like, you guys aren't playing my music, you know? Like, but I get it. Like, I couldn't be on tempo. Like, I would just go over there loaded all the time. Like, it made no sense to keep me on. Dude, Eli played in that band. Oh, nice. Yeah. <laughs> um. That's another guy that we work with. Yeah. yeah. So then at this point, Whitney split, right? Whitney can't do me like anymore. Like she's That's the one. Yeah, that was away. like, she was just like, oh my God, her dad fucking hated me. He was like a professional bass fisherman who owned like his own construction company. Like just like, and I'm this like scumbag kid, like dating his daughter. You and know? you were 17? Yeah, 17. Rolling on 18. That's the one that got away? Dude, <laughs> she... <laughs> Shouldn't have said that on this show, huh? <laughs> uh, well, she's—I mean, she probably won't listen uh, unless never. you, unless you ne- never. <laughs> she was, um, she was sick, dude. She was really cool, and like, um, pushing her away through drugs like fucked me up for a long time. Do you, you guys know? still talk? No, absolutely not. Um, what do you mean, absolutely not? No way. <laughs> Why not? So, I mean, just to fast forward a little bit, like, oh, something happened. Well, like, so we're rolling on the senior year, um. Same high school or she's going Same to high school, okay. yeah. I'm um fuck a complete mess. Senior year sucked. Like <laughs> <laughs> it was bad. Like I I sold weed to this kid in eighth grade, his first sack ever, right? Uh-huh. He was very good at drums back in now we're in senior year, right? Mm-hmm. This kid was like incredible, right? I'm at his garage and like we're jamming. And, like, he pulls out some heroin, right? And he's like, hey, man, you want to fucking try this? And that was, like, the one drug I was like, no way, never, (laughs) right? 
And in my head, I'm like, yeah, let's roll. Like immediately it was like, yeah, I'm down. Right. Um, I like felt like I really had arrived when I tried heroin for my first time. Yeah. So like, you know, that was a, that was an experience for sure, dude. And I threw up everywhere and like, you know, three days passed and like shook it off and was like, and I hit that kid up again and was like, Hey dude, where do we get that? (laughs) What? Yeah. Straight up. Raw raw and uncut show, right? No, I mean, no, 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 completely. So, uh, because I, I've never, I've never done that. Um, Oh, I hope not. (laughs) No, uh, no, I mean, (laughs) what is is it? I don't know. Is it mine? God, I hope not. I've got so much more to say. Um, (laughs) Cut off that mic. So, so like you, you like did that. Ask for more. Well, hold on, and then had like a shit time. Shitty time. Puked your brains out for three days. You were laid up. No, no. So that day threw up yeah dreadful right um go home like sober up three days later then i'm then i'm about i'm about it that was a great idea (laughs) am i on yeah you're okay i'm on all right (laughs) sorry guys um okay and then you're just like yeah like that that was super tight um let's go and keep doing this yeah richard where did we get that right in my mind, I'm like, dude, this is like, this is the best drug I've ever tried. What did you like about it? Well, I had tried Oxycontin before, mm-hmm. like a week and a half before, and I spent like 50 bucks on this fucking pill, and it sucked. Yeah. And then I tried heroin and was like, oh my god, this is like half the cost, and it's like way four times better. the bang. Way better, yeah. So, so you you were already in a financial mindset <laughs> of like, you know, correct. Wow. Okay. What's that? What haven't you tried? Um, crack? I got some bad acid. I wanted to get some good acid, but I, I never really got some good acid. Um, I, and you've, you've done coke, obviously. Coke is stupid, yeah. It doesn't work. <laughs> Upper, I like down. Like, I just gravitated towards the downers. Um, you know. You are a very chill guy, so that. <laughs> that <laughs> Appreciate it, dude. <laughs> Appreciate it. Um. But yeah, I mean that was um that didn't last long, dude. Like things got really bad. Things got like super dark. Like I found myself going to, you know, TJ, like trying to find drugs, like in the back of this like um like this tattoo shop. What? Fucking weird, dude. Like if you couldn't find like I literally used to I found this drug dealer and like I, you would go up to this guy like just straight out of a movie, dude. Like he would open his window just a little bit, What's and he'd the be password? like, "Bro, he'd be like, he'd be like, you got the money," and he'd be like, "Yeah, you got, you got the shit." Like, and he like put this fucking money through this like wind, like literally, you never really saw the guy, and like he'd always have, he'd always have it. I mean, it wasn't the best quality, but like if you needed to get high, like you you went to this dude's house, like you know, and like he had it. On he always had it, and then at that time, I already had two other guys who always had Xanax. Like I had like three heroin dealers. Like I was like, all right, dude, we're good. Like I'm like 18. Yeah, I'm like 18 years old, dude. Like struggling to get through fucking senior year, um, and like things just got pretty dark. Like you know, like friends were cut off. Like you know, every it just got really lonely. Like you know, I graduate. I do graduate. Like, 2.0. Uh, 
No, three. Three. The straight A's helped you. Straight A's helped me, dude. This <laughs> junior year, man. Yeah. Um. Thanks, Dad. <laughs> yeah. yeah. You up a little bit. No kidding. <laughs> um. He moved us out to like Hamul. I don't know if you guys remember that's that. So from Rancho yeah. to Hamul. Rancho to Hamul. My dad had a bad run, dude. He had a bad run. He got laid off this job that was like paying him like you know like probably two hundred thirty k a year, and we downsized houses and like. Um, I fucking ha- like hated it, dude. It was so far. Like, I was like, how am I going to get my drugs? Like, how am I going to get out of here? Like, we had this, like, like he would let me drive his really nice car. Like, it was like a, a V8 Hemi, like, Jeep Commander. Mm-hmm. Like, super oh, dope nice. car. Yeah, and he would, like, let me smash this thing around. And, like, but then towards the end, we are like, bumping heads. And, like, my sister would get the car now, right? So I'd be like, nope, I'm coming. And I'd hop in and I'd put my seatbelt on and I'd be like, you're taking me to Alcone. And she'd be like, no, get out. Like, what? I'm like, nope, I'm coming. Like, I'm getting a ride and I'm, I'm coming. Like, just a fucking nuisance, right? Yeah. Yeah. Um, so now I'm like in Hamul. Like, I'm like working at this like subway, right? Like, getting this paycheck and just blowing it all on drugs. Like, paycheck to paycheck, just straight up on drugs and like, um yeah man it was just like a dark dark time like that was like just a shitty shitty time and um i mean i'll just kind of fast forward a little bit like i uh, uh i picked this guy i go to i go to this dude who always had the xanax right i'm like now I'm, like, really into it. I'm, like, hey, man, like, I, I had it all planned out, right? Like, I would, like, pick up the drugs, and I would get to the place I needed to be to be loaded, right? Uh-huh. And um, he was, like, dude, can you give me a ride to the Guitar Center? And I'm, like, fuck, like, that's an inconvenience, right? <laughs> and The one off Jackson? Yeah. Yeah, nice. And I'm, like. But he's in Hamul, so it's, like. Yeah. But, like, just out of the way, and, like, when I take my Xanax, like, I needed to be at a certain place, like, so I wouldn't be, like. Uh, over here like i needed to be over here <laughs> like you know like it was like very, very strategic yeah. yeah because like once i'm fucked up i'm like fucked up and like i need to be like you know over the, over in this Within area a certain radius so. yeah and i yeah. had this my dad got me this like truck it was like a stick this big ass like we found like i finally had my first car and like every time i took xanax i couldn't drive it <laughs> like it was stick and i would just be stuck at these lights and people would be like honking at me and like i'd be like fuck like so I drive this guy to Guitar Center. You know, he fucked up my plans because when I got him back, I'm absolutely just tanked. And I'm in El Cajon. And I'm like, dude, fuck. Like, this is not where I want to be. <laughs> Driving on the freeway. I'm absolutely just, like, loaded. I'm, like, swerving around, um, you know, which sucked. I, I guess I, I cut off an off-duty cop, I guess. Ooh. So the story goes, right? And um, I'm in this parking lot and like smoking a cigarette, and these cops like roll up on me and they're like, "Hey man, you're like you driving? Like what are you doing? Like just all, all up in my shit, dude." And I'm like, you know, now I'm 19, and is this I don't know. It's this bad though. We're gonna have to look through the air. Oh, that would be so funny if that was it. We can we can cut out the whole. Um, sorry about that. I think that, dude, great call. That was it. Put your headphones on. Yeah, it wasn't. Was this a stupid air? 
That would be so fucking funny. Yeah, freaking crystal Maybe. clear now. Man, Maybe. you're a genius. Damn. All right. Um, cops are in my face, and, like, I get arrested, like, right there for, for DUI at 19, right? Um, like, I get out, and I'm, like, call my grandpa, and uh, he picks me up, and, like, I'm, like, fuck, dude, like, let's not do that again. Like, everyone has a DUI kind of thing like walking in downtown like that's normal mm-hmm. right and like it, you know for my circumstance it, it was not normal right like this was just a leading event but i i get enrolled in a dui program mm-hmm. i'm sure you guys like are familiar with some knuck- knuckleheads that have been in that program and they're sitting me down and they're trying to um coordinate what days i'm gonna come in and do these classes right right and I'm sitting there and I'm like, Friday's a good day because I'll be able to get down here. My drug dealer's right down the street. And, you know, like, let's do two o'clock, right? <laughs> so <laughs> you're you're planning your DUI classes around your drug taking and getting Correct. schedule. Yes. Because, like, that makes sense to me. Right? So your shit got systematic. Yeah, dude. And, and this is the thing, man. Like, I am absolutely powerless over drugs and alcohol. Like, you know, there's no... Like, if I could control the amount of, like, drugs or, or even alcohol that I can consume, like, I would, I would do that. But, like, in my experience, like, I can't, like, I cannot control this, this thing that I have mentally. Like, that's what it comes down to. It's this mental game. Like, I don't even think drugs and alcohol are the problem. Like, I think it's my mind. Um, but I never made it to that first class, dude. <laughs> like... <laughs> I never made it. I'm I'm getting a ride down by my dad to um, make my first court payment for my first DUI. You know, I gotta go and like make a payment, and like I'm sitting there and I'm like, he he let me take his. Now he has uh, the new Jeep Rubicon at this time. I drop him off at Starbucks at like nine in the morning. I go to the courthouse in El Cajon. I'm like making my payment, but the whole time I'm trying to make my payment, I'm trying to find Xanax. Or heroin. I'm like trying to find drugs. It's like 9:30, and um, I met this like scumbag dude named Kyle, and like he always had drugs, and like he hit me up and he's like, "Yep, I got it. Come by." I'm like, "Awesome. Be there in a second. Smash over there in the Rubicon." I'm like, "Great. I'll take six Xanax, a fucking you know, some heroin." Like, and he's like, "Dude, I'll do. I'll give you fucking two more Xanax and like some." and some coke if you give me a ride over so i'm like of course and like i'm holding these xanax and i'm like i could do six i'm like i fucking pop six i put the heroin in my wallet and i do like three lines of coke oh my god and you're driving i'm driving dude i'm driving and i fucking like out like a light like no idea what like i can't even recall how how um how long I was coherent for it. Like, to be honest, like, to this day, I'm like, what the fuck? I wake up, and um, I'm on this chick's car, dude. Like, I hit this lady. Like, yeah, I hit this lady, and, like, she can't get out. And, like, I'm, like, kind of, like, facing her. Like, her window is, like, right next to mine. Oh, so you guys were probably going opposite directions, and you just... And I'm, like, kind of connected to her like this, right? Like, bend out. Some, like 
I'm like, oh, shit. Like, I come to you, and I'm like, this is so bad, right? I'm like, I just got a fucking DUI. And immediately the cops, like, pull up. Like, they come and grab me, like, instantly, and they're like, um, anything illegal in the car? And I'm like, nope. And in my head, I'm like, fuck, I got heroin in my wallet, right? I'm like, god damn it. Like, I'm fucked, you know? Like, I'm so fucked. And, like, he throws me in the car immediately and, like, never found the heroin. Like, he went in my wallet and, like, pulled out my license. And it was, like, literally, like, the pocket behind that. Hmm. And, like, I get in the car and I'm like, damn, I just got a DUI. And I remember the guy, like, dude, you can get your shit together, right? Mm -hmm. He drives me to downtown. I'm like, wow, like, I'm so fucked. Like, um... I get transferred over to, like, East Mesa, or it was, like, South Bay, South Bay Jail, and it was, like, a very, like, you know, like you see on TV, like, the jail scene, like, very confined, like, you get 23 hours locked up. Have you guys ever been to jail? Nope. No. <laughs> Not even the holding tank or anything like that? No. Yeah. <laughs> um, fuck, 23-hour lockdown, one hour getting, like, you know, out on the floor, like, I'm like, dude, what the fuck? I break down day three because I'm sober. Like, for the third day, I, like, break down in my bed. And I'm just like, dude, like, what's going on? You know, like, why am I in this position? Like, how did I get here? Like, because I do, again, pride myself with some intellect capability, right? Like, I'm not a fucking idiot, but I just couldn't pinpoint what was going on. Obviously, I'm addicted to drugs, heroin. And, like... From the span of that accident, when was the last time you did a drug? So, like, you got the DUI, and then you had to go make the payment. So, was that, like, a week? Did you even make Oh, that was, like, 23 days. So, you were already, Yeah, like I was doing I was doing the same behavior a week later, bro. Like, oh. I, yeah, ex which is a great question, because it's, like, I was, like, don't ever do that again. And, like, I was literally waiting for my license to get suspended, and I'm driving and doing the same activity. So it was just like a matter of time. Like I was just a ticking time bomb at this, you know what I mean? I was literally a ticking time bomb, um, just super, just, just in a bad spot. And like I'm in jail and I'm like, like going to court, like on this bus and you're like shackled to the dude next to you to go to court. And like, it was like day seven in jail. So I was like already like, oh my God, like what's gonna happen like now i'm like pretty sober mentally like not obviously clear but i'm like pretty clear-headed for the for the best i could be right i've never had seven days sober in years right. get to court um i'm talking to my lawyer and or the public defender and she's like you're like going to jail for sure <laughs> and i'm like oh my god why well thanks yeah like she's like you're you're like you're fucked pretty much like you're 19 you just got a DUI, like, how long ago? And I'm like, oh, my God, right? And then at that point, like, um, she's like, we can ask for residential rehab. And I'm like, she's like, go back to your cell and think about it. And I go back to my cell, and I'm, like, pacing back and forth. And I'm like, dude, I am not ready to go to rehab. Rehab? What was the alternative, though? Jail? Jail. <laughs> Dude. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm like, dude, I'm going to go to jail. Mentally, I'll never forget it. I was pacing back and forth. And I was like, I'm going to do my time. I'm going to get out and do what I want to do. Like, that was my justification. And, dude, I look down to the left, and I see this cockroach run by, right? And I'm like, I got to get out of here, 
right? I have to do whatever I have to do to get out of this place. Yeah. And like, I was like, okay, I'll go to rehab. And like, I go in front of the judge and I'm like, I have a problem, um, you know, residential rehab, right? And like, you're not even in the courtroom, dude. You're like down in the cell and like you're in like a yellow jumpsuit and the judge is like on the TV. And I was like, dude, wow, this is crazy. Like, um, I get out, I call my grandpa because I can't go home. My dad, I got that car impounded, dude, like for, for 40 days. And my dad lived in Hamul. Like he was fucked. Like I burned his ass, you know, and I got the new Jeep in an accident. Like I like can't call my dad, dude, like calling grandpa. Grandpa picks me up, takes me in. Um, I tell him the ultimatum. He's he's like, you know, obviously trying to help me out. I'm on every list and to get into these rehabs. And like, I know that I had heroin in that car. Oh, I fucking knew in my wallet it was in that car. Right. And I'm like, I need a ride to get my ID, Grandpa. I'm like, but what you really wanted was, yeah, I couldn't help it. So, boom, I get it. You know, I get high again. Um, I'm going to AA meetings, though. Like, I'm going, and but I'm I'm getting high. Like, I'm getting high. I'm trying to report to Salvation Army, and they're pulling me into the back, and they're like, can you pee clean? And I'm like, I can't. Like, I can't. They're like, why do the, like, why do you keep coming? I'm like, I'm I I need to get in here. Like, I can't stop using. Like, I want to stop, but I cannot. Like, I can't stop using. I don't know how to. Like, um, and Grandpa's driving me to AA every day. 12 o'clock meeting. Right up the street, dude. This the worst meeting in all of San Diego. Um, and I hear something, dude. Like, I finally, like, listen to it. Like, I know I want to get sober, right? Um, I'm messing with that drummer kid still. Uh-huh. Like he's coming by, we're getting high together still and shit. And um, like this this guy was like like a preacher, and he's like, if you want something you never had, you have to do something you never done. And I don't know why that made sense to me. And I'm like, dude, I just want to live at this point. Like I, my existence is shitty. And, like I'm picking the grass. Like I'm not. Like I don't know what's gonna happen. Like I have no money. I'm like literally asking my grandpa to buy me cigarettes. Like. Um, and like, I, I get sober, dude. Like, <laughs> I get thirty days sober, right? And I'm like, wow, like I fucking did it, you know? But the judge wants to see me. Like, just because you get thirty days sober doesn't mean you're good to go off the courts back, right? Um, and I'm like, fuck, dude, I can't get into rehab. Like, I don't know what to, you know? And then I just come up with this idea, like I'm just gonna do my time. Like, I'm just gonna do my time. I'm gonna get out. Like, I'm gonna get my shit straight. Like, you know? Like, and I'm, like, good to go. I'm feeling good about it. Like, I really am. And, like, it was, like, day 60. And I got, you know, 60 days sober. And, um, like, my sobriety date's 11-19-2011. So I'm going back to court, and I just tell my grandpa I'm going to just, I'm going to go in. Like, you know, and he's, like, well, you know, we'll put money on your books. And, like, just a, a solid rock in the corner, right? Like, because grandpa took me in. Grandpa took me to meetings. Like, they gave me structure that I never had. Like, my grandma would make dinner, and, like, it was at 5 o'clock, and the house was clean, and there was no fighting, and it was something I was not accustomed to, and it was, like, I got sober there, dude, and then it's right down the street. Like, I'm on my way there, like, after here. Like, just to, like, you know, grandpa's, like, yeah, and, uh, like, a big deal in my life. And, like, um, I go, and I'm, like, yep, I'm going to do my time. And they're, like, 
bailiff, boom, signed paperwork. And I was like signing his paperwork. I'm like, dude, I just get myself in, dude. Like, what the fuck? Right? And like, I get, you know, hand that day? crystal clear. <laughs> Initialing, like, if I get a third DUI, I'm doing like, you know, my license is 10 years suspension. You'll be like a felon. Dude, yeah. like, all bad. And I'm like, already grateful that he didn't find the heroin. Right? That's a felony. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm already like, now my mind is like, dude, I could have hurt that lady and been here for a long time. Like, if I hurt her, maybe I, I would just be getting out. Like, you know? Yeah. Um. But, yeah, just to kind of pull that, like, like I go to jail for, I'm sentenced to, like, 45 days. And that and that was, like, kind of the term. Um, 45 days, like... You know, right the first holding cell, there's this fucking alcoholic dude who's, like, trying to fight me over an apple or some dumb shit. Are you serious? Yeah, like, just right away. And I'm like, oh, my God. Like, here, dude. Eat, like, here you go. Like, That's my apple. Yeah, like, I'm like, oh, my God. Like, Is it all guys or it's a... All guys. And um, I'm like, fuck, dude. I should just went to rehab. But I'm <laughs> like, I, I knew I had, to, like, it was just in my head I was strong enough to accept things that, I, you know, I need to take ownership of this and like i get into the, my cell like eight hours later and it's like this like indian like dude with like a like a fucking feather tattooed on his face mm-hmm. and like he was like oh he was like kind of older like kind of crazy and i'm like dude i got fucking 45 days with this fucker like jesus and um i get called by the sheriff and he's like do you want to be a trustee and i was like what is that and he was like trust me like just come with me like don't ask questions kind of thing And, like, I get brought up to the top, and there's, like, two pool tables and TV, and there's, like, no politics in jail, like, in this portion of the jail. I'm like, dude, sick, right? Like, stoked. The penthouse. Yeah, it was like, yeah, dude. (laughs) And, like, meet some pretty interesting characters, and I'm like, this is great. I get to work in the jail, and, like, I got good food because I got to work in the sheriff's dining room. So I was like, this is awesome. And, like, that was it for, like, three weeks, and... And then we all get transferred down to, like, East Mesa. And then finish my time there. And, like, you know, that was, like, I got out. I had 90 days sober. I turned 21 in jail. No, I turned 20 in jail. And then I got out. And, like, I mean, that's kind of um, the wreckage part of it all. And then, you know, like, I, I... like found AA and like worked these like 12 steps in AA. It's more of like a spiritual program. I don't know if you guys have like ever heard of it. Like, um, but like that shit saved my life, dude. Like I found a higher power to do business with. Um, extremely like spiritual. Um, and like my life changed like slowly. Like I had shitty jobs, like, you know, but I was very grateful. I went to that DUI class for 18 months. Yeah, my license was suspended for two years, um, but I chipped away, and I made amends to the people that I wronged, and I tried to make amends to Whitney, and she told me never contact her again. Oh, Whitney's back. Whitney <laughs> came back. I had a year sober and was like, I need to make amends to this girl for, like, the wreckage that I did, because mm-hmm. a part of the program is making amends to the, like, where you've wronged, right? Um Yeah, so part of the amends to her was never contacting her again, essentially, right? But, I mean, I had other amends, too. Like, this one, like, fucking, I was loaded at this party and, like, swooped these glasses. And uh, they were, of course, Gucci glasses that I had no idea and, like, sold them for, like, 30 bucks. 
and like this dude was like after me for like years right and like i i i made amends to that dude like i called him and was like yo can you meet me here and i thought he was gonna hit me in the face and i was like if he does it's over with yeah, right i did what i could yeah um but he was cool about it and that was years later dude and um like i got a year sober and that was like a big deal what about your your boy from sixth grade the you were close with he opened the book to me, dude. He opened the book to me, like, um, when I got out. Like, okay. he opened the big book, and we, like, he had two years sober or three years sober at that time. Um, he's doing really bad now. Like, he joined the military. He always had, like, a substantial amount of time because he was one of the youngest to go through that program, and he stayed sober. And, like, you know, I'm coming up on eight years of sobriety now. Like, I don't drink. Like, I don't do drugs. Like, you asked if I wanted a white claw, and I said, dude, I would love to have a fucking white claw with you right now, but I just don't do it, man. Yeah, and then and then I said, why? And then he and said, that was, right. And then he said, I'm actually eight years sober. And I was like, like, I had that whole... Yeah, get the fuck out of here. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Very yeah. weird. Like, I've had a weird, like, you know, being 21 and not drinking. I mean, I'm, I'm like, there's, there's, not, there's not a lot of things that pushed me to the point of, like, fogging up my eyes here. But when you said I turned 20 in jail for some reason, immediately almost just cried right now. <coughs> I haven't cried in, like, 10 years. You almost <laughs> got him. Damn <laughs> it. Like, I, I legitimately have not cried mm -hmm. in years. And that, I was just... How do you, how do you even... I'm, like, not going to say... I'm, I'm not going to say that, like... No, yeah, dude. Like, what do you think at that moment? You're in jail, dude. I woke day. up. I, the bunkie next to me was like, um, we had the same birthday. Oh shit! Oh, what? Dude, <laughs> hey, this dude looked exactly like Edward from like Twilight. Like he was like <laughs> a fucking, and he was a cool fucking dude. He who he was in there for heroin sales, and um, he had a master's degree. He's smart as fuck. Like, there's some dumb motherfucking people in jail, dude. Right. Like, but there's some smart. But there are some smart people, people too, who are who are street smart or or whatever. I mean, we all get hemmed up, like especially mm -hmm. with drugs fogging the mind and everything like that. But like, I mean, I woke up and he was a little older than me, and like, I'll never forget. Like, he told me this story. Like, I always just think about like when I think about him, I think about this story. Like, he had this like bird, I guess, this parrot who sounded exactly like his dad. And his dad would always be in the garage, but so was the bird. So the bird would always call his name, like, Miles. And, like, he would always go down, and he'd be like, fuck, like, <laughs> always. But, yeah, we woke up, and, like, <laughs> I, I was like, dude, happy birthday. Because he was trying to get sober, too. Yeah. Right? And I had already, like, had a taste of what AA could do. Um, I Like, yeah, dude, like, I won't forget that, dude. But it just was shitty. And I was like, I will never come back here again oh, yeah. and i would tell people that like that we would like be bullshitting like this and i'd be like i'll never be back here and the, and everyone would be like yeah right sure. yeah because like but in my mind i was like nah dude fuck that yeah, okay so like there's that was that, that was fucking heavy <laughs> what a story that was heavy oh, i have some i'm i'm sorry i'm a little bit speechless okay well, well because first i'm just gonna give like my First impression of Aaron, mm -hmm. right? Super cool guy. Right. Right. He's got like pretty much every tattoo I've ever wanted <laughs> on him. Like legit. I yeah. saw his shit and I was like, fuck, dude, I was going to get that one. I was going to get that one. You know, like he's got some cool stuff on him. Um, really easy to get along with. 
he always introduces himself to everybody regardless. Like, we hired a bunch of new people, and, like, he would just be strolling through and then just, like, oh, hey, what's up? I'm Aaron. You know, and, like, just say hi. I don't do that shit, you know? And I, I got, like, I got shouted out at work the other day for being super nice. Like, I don't even do that. Like, he's nicer than me. So when when, like, he told me I'm sober, and then he said, he, he actually mentioned in the moment, he's like, yeah, like a long time ago, I, I got a DUI, then like same month, I got another DUI, right? I was like, what? Because th- that is Pause. not, like, that. that's like not the Aaron that I know, even though I've only known him for like two months. Mm-hmm. I was like, dude, there's there's no way. Because when, when you think of DUI, you think of just like shitbag people. You right. think of like, you know, I, I live in Hillcrest. I think of all the homeless guys that are literally right outside my door. Yeah. I think of, you know, people who are just, like, trash. And, like, he's not trash. But his story is almost identical to a lot of people who take shits and pisses outside of my front door right. over in Hillcrest. Mm-hmm. Right? So, I guess my, my my biggest question is, like, and, you know, this is totally in curiosity, not sounding rude, but, like, what makes you different than the dude who takes shits outside my door? Like, you know, than than the dude who is still pushing a cart and is, you know, like, like what? Well, because obviously you did something right. He's still doing shit wrong. That's a good question. Like, like, I I just think like, I initially think of like one, like saying it was like the only desire for membership is like the, you know, the desire to stop drinking. Like I had that. Like, my pain was so great. And, like, I was like, dude, I want to succeed, right? Like, I want to succeed, and, like, this isn't the path. And, like, I just feel like the crack in my soul, like, the smallest crack in my dark, dark soul, like, I opened up. And, like, I mean, it might sound corny to you guys or, or whatever, but, like, um, like, God blessed me, like, and, like, I had some, like, cognitive awareness. And I don't think that, like, you know, everyone's ready to get done. Yeah. You know? And you you had chances, too. Like, you had the first DUI back to the, like, okay, this is eye-opener. I'm not going to do it. But then right. you still went in yeah, back to your ways. So, like, <laughs> second DUI happened. And they're like, okay, shit. S- still got loaded. It, still like, got loaded. took you. Still got loaded. Bunking up with, DUI. like, Injun Joe over, yeah. <laughs> over and to and like, it. Right. Like, it's just we have a lot of chances to change the ways, you know, like everything we have, like if we have a habit or some kind of like knit, something that gets us. Mm-hmm. But S- okay, so I, I mean, what religion? No, no spirituality. Spirituality. Okay, so so like you know, creative intelligence. Creative something intelligence. something higher than myself, something that. And this is my view, like something that created like I look at a tiger today and I'm like, that's like absolutely gorgeous. Uh-huh. Like the creator of that is kind of like where I lean towards, like the sunsets get me like like stuff like that. But like I mean, dude, it's it's like what you put in and I and I trust the process and I and I kinda dove in and like that's what happened, dude. Like I didn't do anything different than the people before me in AA. And that's kind of what, what it's given me, you know, like, 
Um, and I'm not, and I have not done this perfect. Like I will sit here and be like, like there is people who in AA who are like much of service, dude. Like, you know, I like to shelter out, dude. Like I like to check out, like I'm very, I'm still very, like I have my defects, you know? Um, but like, yeah, everyone does have their struggles, dude. Like, and I, I think one of the most powerful things for me is like the, the cognitive awareness of, of situations and like your life. Right. And I feel like a lot of people are very content and complacent and don't want to, like, they don't they just don't have the desire to look at things like that mm-hmm. um, and drive and motivation and, like, like that shit can't really be taught, I feel like. No. Right? No, it can't, can't be taught. It has to come from you from deep inside that you want it. and Within, or yeah. And so <coughs> who do you pray to or what do you pray to? It's God, dude. I just go, you know, it's God. So, yeah, okay. And, like, I'll lack in that department, too. Like, especially lately, like, I'll get bogged down, dude. Like, I don't forget where I come from, but I'm never, like, safe. Like, I get a daily reprieve. Like, that's all I get. Like, if I pick up a drink, like, I might might be cool for, like, a couple months, right? Like, I might be okay and, like, have this shit, like, kick it with you guys and have Mm -hmm. white claw right like i might be able to look normal and do that for a little bit but i'm very scared i'm i'm terrified actually and i because i know what i'm capable of and i'm and i know what i like because even in my behavior like in sobriety dude like like i like to fucking gamble like i love to gamble and i haven't and like probably over a year now but like poker like absolutely love it very addicting like i get a a rush like i i just it's like almost sickening Mm. like so like i need like that channel and like just being here and like talking about it's just a constant it's just a reminder dude you know well uh, yeah we're we're not i don't want to like you know open up any old shit and like make you go home and Cry? Sit, sit in your shower and oh, you know no way <laughs> just fucking no dude oh man um, no not at all think about that sweet puppy dog you got yeah blessing he's fucking chill. <laughs> he's such a good dog yeah. <laughs> dude he like always comes up and says hello to me too it's awesome did you introduce his name too no 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 but like it's funny because he'll come in the morning and then like theo runs in and and he, he just like squeaks a whole bunch yeah. you know because he's super excited he's so he's like cries for yeah, yeah he's like running around and then he sometimes he jumps on my chair and then he just like kind of dances on my chest a little bit and like squeak 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 and it's like ah good morning you know so chill great dog yeah, yeah. um well i guess you know i don't know if anybody's ever asked you this but being 27 um you know, you, you live in PB, lots of pretty girls in PB, lots of bars in PB, lots of, you know, this and that. Um, you're a, you know, pretty attractive guy. Mm-hmm. You've got sick tats, sick dogs, sick truck, right? How hard is it not to engage uh, in, you know, drinking because of, you know, girls or dating or stuff like that? And then also follow-up question to that is how hard is it to date you know, knowing that you've got mm. all this shit in your closet. That's <laughs> such a good question. And like, and like, you can't, you know, go on dates That's and have wine and shit. That's such a good question. I don't, I don't know. What, what do people, I don't even go on dates no more. I don't know. Like, you, you have know, wine like, you, on you dates? Go, you, they say like, oh, let's go to breweries. Oh, yeah. Okay, yeah. This girl. Have a It's have a so martini. like socially like acceptable, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And like, dude, like at one point like i didn't i never thought like once i had like 2 and 3 years of like sobriety like i was you know obviously 19 20 21 22 like 
you know, Halloween time, like absolutely not fitting in, right? Yeah. Like I'm not like there. Like I'm not in the mix, right? I'm used to being in the mix and now I'm like not in the mix. But like, you know, without see the thing that happened for me is like the desire to to drink and use was lifted where that's all that consumed my thoughts. So like when my head is filled with like I just need to stay loaded, get loaded, drink, 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 and that was like actually removed. Like then my life was like different. So, like, it just, like, kind of was my own path. Like, I didn't necessarily, like, not need anyone, but, like, I was on my own kind of trajectory, like, to, like, my goals. And, like, it was just something I dealt with internally, I guess, yeah. to, to answer that first question. So like, what do you do on New Year's? What do you do on Halloween? Yeah, you like, know? and like I go, I'll go to bars and shit and, like, kick it and, like, play pool or, like, go with my cousin because I like to watch him, like, get faded and he's, like, a good time. And, like, <laughs> I, like, love that shit. But, um... You just don't engage. I'm not, I get over it, like, pretty quickly. Like, I, my tolerance is, like, 20 minutes and, like, this shit's fucking whack. Like, because it's my life and I'm, like, in, you know, like, I'm sitting there and I'm, like, this is, like, um it's just not where i'm at like it's just weird dude mm -hmm. but like i just think of long term right um but that yeah dude that that is really interesting because that's more of like the mindset because i have i know people who struggle dude like they struggle with that yeah they can't even go to a bar you they know, can't they're sober but if you invite them to a bar that yeah, can't, can't even that and like they're just like they struggle with not um being connected where i, I was like very like okay with mm -hmm. it i guess um but it's been like roller coaster of like course. it's it's interesting yeah. dude and like um yeah like with the with the last like couple girls that i was with like it was um in my mind i'm like that's not going to define me mm -hmm. right alcohol and drugs don't define me and me not being able to do that doesn't like fit me into a category of like right. Oh, you're fucking whack. If, if anybody thought that of me, like they're fucking whack, right? Because yeah, like I that's get not it. yeah, I get it. yeah. So my yeah. mindset uh, was growing, dude. Like, and that's like the whole, you know, cool thing about it. It's like mm -hmm. I don't like if you think I'm not fucking, you know, dope for any reason for for drinking, right? And I'm I'm not even I don't even need to be dope. But like, do you guys know what I'm you know what yeah, I'm talking yeah, about? Yeah, like, I get it, yeah. if I need to drink to be fucking cool, to like yeah, to be your type, then you're fucking lame Got to it. me. Like yeah. that's not like what defines us. Like that should be more of like a social like um, environment. That I need I to break it to you though. That's like eighty five percent of San Diego girls, man. And that sucks. No, one hundred percent. and that's like wow. Eighty five percent, one hundred. Where does that where does that fit me in that category? Where does that fit you in? Correct. Like I don't know. Let's. San Diego could say that they've been sober for eight years. Yeah, and being twenty-seven, dude, it's very weird. Like, it's not your norm. Like, I don't fit in the norm. Like, I never, I probably never will. Yeah, because right? I, I know a coworker that he's been sober for two years, but he he's sober now in his late thirties. Like, you yeah, know, he had to. He he experiences. So and, and that like and that's super and interesting because like that's the last thing I want to do. Is try to figure my shit out in the yeah. 30s, bro. Like, you know, like that would suck, dude. If I had to, like, try this and figure this out in my 30s, yeah. dude, I'm trying to have a boat by that time and be cruising with you guys on a boat, you know, uh, like that's the goal. Like, yeah. it's not to get sober. And that's kind of where I've, like, kind of leaned towards and gravitated towards because, like, I've been given some dope opportunities, dude. Like, I live in, P in Crown Point and I manage a 20 unit for fucking $500 a month. Like, that's my rent. Like, that's a blessing, right? Like, 
that's like my life and it's a very Wait, easy currently yeah like that's my spot like that's my living situation i get a fucking one bedroom apartment in crown point and and i manage the unit i build my resume up and like obviously being a loan officer is like a whole nother you know gig like i don't like yeah like that's the gift of sobriety for me dude it's like if i fucking drink like i'm not gonna be living the way i'm like yeah so that's kind of like the give and take you don't have the time you have the time it's now. like the yeah you have the energy so, right and and i just you know um anybody who's not aware of the business uh you don't just you know f- go on linkedin and then apply for loan officer <laughs> and then get a loan officer gig right like sure. you don't <laughs> no no you have you have to be um you know licensed you have to have experience you have to you know be smart you have to do on like real time calculations you have to i mean there's th- it's 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 not like a onesie twosie business management job yeah. like you're not an you're entry job you're fr- no no not at all you're a freaking loan officer like yeah. you handle you know hundreds of thousand dollar deals million dollar deals whatever and like all that stuff so to imagine someone like aaron who um was uh, an, an addict for years and then has been sober for years and is now like has like a big boy job <laughs> that pays the big boy bills and you know all this stuff is pretty amazing and thank you man like truly like it is and i i do feel that is amazing like i thought it was amazing when i was a manager at panera bread and they gave me the code to the safe (laughs) and there was like freaking five hundred dollars in there i was like oh my god i made it yeah i made it (laughs) (laughs) bread on deck dude like and on like in my mind mentally like at that moment i was like i already had the perfect scheme to to rob this money like (laughs) i was like yeah like i just can't help it like mentally and i was like two years sober like that's the shit that i'm talking about like like mentally dude it like always comes back to my mental but yeah i'll never i'll never forget that like i knew the code and i was like dude if i had to rob this money like this is exactly what i would do i would like set i would call my buddy to come in here and pretend like he was robbing the place and i would just be like oh my god like here's here's the the money money. like yeah yeah, like Uh. stupid but yeah dude and i appreciate that that and those are kind words and i do appreciate it and like it's just cool man like life is cool you know well i mean it's uh it's Mm-hmm. I'm not even being kind. That's just an observation. Yeah. So you've done all the work, and this is f- the fruits of your labor. Is that now people who know you and who listen to this podcast well, didn't know you or, or didn't know you or and know somebody that deals or with or this, like you know? a or like a new coworker who wants to get to know you more. <laughs> Boom. Who oh man. Oh, you already <laughs> met, the <laughs> met the rent. Uh, <laughs> you know. <laughs> right. Right. That's funny. Um, Aaron's a cool guy. Hey, Aaron's dope, man. No, yeah, he is. He is. I, I appreciate know. you guys. Yeah, whatever. This What's is just what the, we do. What was the hardest part? When was the first time you actually was able to tell your story and not, like, break out or, like, not have oh, it yeah. like, mm-hmm. hit home? Like, I know it still hits, but now, when we, did you feel comfortable, let's say? Well, like, pr- just probably within the first year, dude, like, okay. when I really had some, like, because, like, I mean, I look back, I could have hurt, like, again, like, that trips me out more than anything, is that the fact that I could have, like, hurt that lady in that accident. Yeah. And, like, if I did that, like, I would literally, yeah, like, I would be in jail. Like, that is a big crime. Like, or, 
you know, not getting that, that felony for having heroin, like, is a big deal for me. Because that would have... How did that not happen? Like, that would have fucked me up. Yeah. You know, yeah, like, yeah. that would have been really... Yeah. Where was um, it in the wallet? Like, right you, dude, just right in the wallet. Like, this guy... No, just the basic, like, no money. Like, maybe one, one card, card and an ID. <laughs> and, like, this guy... Dude, I would lose one my... Posty, no yeah. Number, call I don't... <laughs> I'm just like, wow. Like, um... I don't think he even bothered. He's like, I just need that. He was like, this, he was like, yeah, this fucker's like, yeah, like yeah. looking at the mess, like, yeah. Um, but yeah, man, I mean, like being involved in AA, like, and again, I haven't really been so thorough in it lately because like I've been just checking out and like kind of doing my own thing, which is not the best for me. It's really not, but. What like, do you mean by doing your own thing? Like, like not like not going to connect and like helping the newcomer. Okay. Like not putting my hand out and like being in meetings and just being in the meeting and just like sharing, mm-hmm. right? Because that's being of service. Because yeah. someone could connect and okay. I'm I'm not putting myself in that position, but like. And what does it do to you internally when you're out there and connecting uh, with people? Like, dude, it's inspiring, man. Because like, someone did that shit for me like for free, right. you know? Yeah. And like, it's just um, it's defect. I'm lazy. Like, I'm working, and I go home, and I just want to sit there. Yeah. and like We all do. We yeah, all moments right. Like and then the last thing I want to do is get up and drive to a meeting and sit in a meeting and, and you know, here's here's some bullshit. But that's not the point, mm-hmm. you know? Um, yeah, I don't know. It's interesting, dude. It's been an interesting journey. I mean, like, Shit, yeah, like, I, I had, like, four years sober, and I got asked to speak at, like, a, like a, dude, there's, like, 200 people. Blacked out, but just I hated it. <laughs> I got up there and was like, "Oh my goodness!" Like microphone and podium, like. But like that stuff is cool. Yeah, dude, I just was not feeling it. But I mean, I did it. I I felt like I, the feedback was that I did a good job. But like it was just like, you know, interesting. It's a different group of people, dude. Mm-hmm. Um, how are the parents? Mom yeah, and yeah. Dad. How's, your, how, how's your mom and dad? They're dad they're good. No, they're good, dude. They're good. Like, I mean, unconditional love. Mm-hmm. Um, I view them with people with problems. How, what about your younger siblings? They okay. Yeah, dude. So my older brother um just launched his second gym. Nice. Yeah, he's like just Still up in uh, Newport, Newport Beach Newport, now. Yeah. So now he's he's operating two gyms. Um, like. He's the definition of successful in my eyes. You know, he drives like a, a, a Raptor, like just a cool, nice. really humble, smart dude. Like taught me a lot. Like, mm-hmm. you know, and like we talk every day. I try to pick his brain. He's a business owner. So like that in my eyes, I'm like, dude, you're crushing it. Yeah. Um, Plug the gyms. What's it called? It's called RPI. It's nice. half physical therapy on one portion. And then like he, but he just essentially the business model is like fitness trainers like pay him to train in this facility okay right so oh got it right. so yeah. uh yeah it's it's like the self-made training facility in san diego mm-hmm. where it's like you sort of lease out the area right it's like a barbershop yeah yeah you pay for your and chair but these guys are paying decent money and, yeah. and his rates for while he trained yeah so like you know younger sister's good dude graduated college at san diego state like you know it's has a like degree the one that no one was worried about yeah like, like she's gonna be fine yeah she'll be all right <laughs> yep um but yeah, man, like mom and dad are, you know, I guess always trying to work it out, you know? Yeah. It's just like how I view it is just like people are, they got people with issues. Like that's how sure. I view it, yeah. you know? Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, 
I mean, that's kind of that situation. But when you got out, did you just go back with grandparents for how long until you're like, I, I can do on my own? I did for a while. Mm-hmm. For a while. Like, because um, I was like always trying to go back to school. And like, um, I worked my way up to the manager at Panera. And like, grandpa was like, you know, driving me there. I didn't have, like, I didn't have a license. Like, shit was like pretty hard. Yeah. Um, and then like, I got very, like, I was like, okay, I'm going to college full time. Yeah. Oh, shit. Like, yeah. Like that. Yeah. Like, well, I went to work at Geico. Like, I got a, like, a, quote, big boy job. Mm-hmm. And I was, like, sitting in this, like, spot with all these, like, people who were so excited to be here. Yeah. And, like, people would come in and share their, like, 20-year Geico history. I'd be like, this fucking sucks, <laughs> dude. Like. And maybe one day. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, yeah. I'm like, dude, I'm not trying to make, like, I, this doesn't. But my license never posted. Right. And like everyone's license was like coming through, and they're like, "Oh my god!" Like, and I was like, "Damn, why did that come in?" Like, I'm like, "It's for sure the DUIs." Like in my head, I'm like, "No doubt about that." My record, it has to be my record. And like, I kept getting called into HR, and I was like looking at it, and I was like, "Dude, if I don't get a degree to get like some opportunity, um, this is gonna be you. This I'm gonna be working odd jobs." And I left there, and I enrolled full time, and like. I was chipping at that dude for a while and like um I got a cool waiting like waiting like serving tables down in Seaport Village and that was the plan dude is to go to school mm-hmm. and like but I'm like in what what do I go to school for like took real estate like trying to find my path and like I don't know man again it just comes like for me it's just like the overall awareness and being blessed with like that um so I picked like business finance right <laughs> like that's okay. lucrative yeah. and then i land this job as a loan officer and i'm like well fuck dude like what <laughs> like you know while you're in school well like now i'm like working at one of the top tier finance jobs you can get and mm-hmm. like what am i supposed to go to school for now and why like why mm-hmm. but how'd you land the job just like dude with my mouth like talking my way into this position like <laughs> and like i knew i was gonna find something because I, I i knew like and so you're serving a table, and then... What do you do for work? Huh? What do you do for work? I do for work? I yeah. work for a petroleum company. Okay. Yeah. Like, I knew being a waiter and, like, the high volume, and, like, it might sound stupid to a lot of people, but, like, there's a lot going on at the same time, and, like, the multitasking while making someone like you in, like, 10 seconds, I'm really good at. Okay. Like, because they need to... G- they need You need to get, like, the tip. Like yeah. that's your job uh, is to get like that's what she said. yeah <laughs> it's like like you're there to make a tip dude mm-hmm. like in twenty percent is like the goal always so like um working in that industry like people aren't motivated to like do anything like people like dwindle off and like that's like what they do yeah. like they're waiters and like they're unmotivated and like I met a I met a girl there and like we dated for like two years almost Damn. wow yep sober too or nope yeah. she was um from jersey oh <laughs> snooky <laughs> she was a spicy one <laughs> um but yeah then i was like dude i could do sales like i know i i know i can get my foot in the door somewhere and like i mean i just grinded dude and just put put one foot ahead and, like mm-hmm. i mean one thing led to the next like i didn't just like i, I walked in i met jason and was like i just quit i just got i just quit um a job a week ago um i got like i literally talked my way into this position it was a full-time property manager Mm -hmm. for like 55 units (laughs) 
can do it. Yeah, no problem. You yeah. get a free <laughs> two bedroom plus like eighteen dollars an hour, and nice. I was like, "Damn, dude!" Like he gave me that job. Like I totally just like talked my way into that position. Jason did? No, no, no. Oh, before, okay. and I go into cool. and I meet. I quit that job. Like I'm like, this shit sucks, and I quit. And my dad was like, what are you doing? Yeah, like, what are you doing? Why would you do that? Yeah. And I'm like, that shit sucked. That wasn't for me, right? Because I knew I was going to find something. Like, I was just inspired, and, like, that's what happened. And I walked in and met Jason and was like, yeah, dude, I'm looking for culture and an environment where I'm going to thrive. Like, and, and loan officers, like, yeah. And I just, like, felt inspired. And I had to do a lot of reading because I knew if it wasn't that spot, I was going to find something. Because I'm, like, very optimistic, dude. Like, the energy is, like, whether it's here or there. Like, I was, like, if you guys don't hire me or if this isn't suitable, like, I'm, I'm going to find something. Place. I'm going to find my place. Right. And that was uh, really powerful for me. And, like, that's dope. yeah. Uh, well, you didn't, you didn't start out at loan officer. No. They wanted me to dial 300 calls a day. And I told you, I don't know if I, t- I hated yeah. that job. Yeah. And I was, like, dude, can I come part-time? <laughs> 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 and they're like, "What?" I'm like, "I'm like in school full time, and I'm a waiter, and I'm gonna quit the waiter job." But like, can you guys work with me, right? Because I'm not here to be a fucking dialer, and I know I need to pay my dues, right? Yeah. And I was like, very like, you know, I I absolutely will do whatever you guys want. If you need me full time, I'll make it happen. But they worked with me and um, like transitioned into full time <laughs> dialer. Yeah, but you were the first manager of the coordinators. Yeah, so like kind of ran us, right? And like I brought in Cameron, and she saw me train Cameron and was like, you're really good at this. And like, you know, but then like my license posted and passed the torch to Cameron. Yeah. And obviously the team is like way bigger. Like, dude, there was not as many people as there is now. It's insane. Like you walked into a full office and like you're seeing it grow. Yeah. It was yeah. like, yeah, me, Robert, and Rick. And Jason would be like, whoever gets the most pitches gets $100, like, every night. <laughs> like, And it was, like, cool environment. And I was, like, seeing what Jesse and Alyssa were making. And I was like, dude, they're no smarter than I or better than I. <laughs> right? Yeah. And, I mean, yeah, dude. My first month, I crushed it. You know? You don't have to say how much you made, but there is, like, a, like a running... <laughs> thing about Aaron in the office uh, his first month at loan officer how much money he made mm-hmm. it's a ridiculous amount it's built a statue it's still nobody's broken yet ridiculous amount it was cool <laughs> it, it was cool I mean <laughs> I don't mind sha- like it just is what it is like I pulled like a, it was like a almost a $20,000 check first month and don't forget <laughs> I had $12 going into this check like, in my bank account, like, I risked it all, dude, like, I, you know, like, I had a good yeah. waiting job, like, but that's, like, money's, like, in my head, like, I'm, like, comfortable, like, that's all I really care about, yeah. you know, and, like, I fucking worked super fucking hard, don't get it twisted yeah. either, like, it yeah. was, like, a grind, dude, and I worked, like, almost, you know, 55 hours that week, like, every week, first in, first, like, last out, but... That's Since then, he's really backed off, and I have to like <laughs> give him leads Dude, yeah. by, by giving him Morse code. Yeah, this guy's fucking great. <laughs> he's like, hey, like some weird hint. I'm like knee deep in all this shit, and he's like trying to like hint at this like app, and it's like right over my head, and I'm like, 
This is what oh. happened. You quit baseball. You forgot all the signs. I'm yeah. like, dude, yeah. He's still yeah. And he's like, dude, are you fuck, like looking at me like for the fifth time? And I'm like, wow. Oh. And I think that guy's yeah, on the cement. Yeah. Um, good energy. <laughs> <laughs> well, because I, I like manage all the data. So like I see who's pulling numbers and who's not. And yeah. <laughs> I'll just be like, I'm just gonna I'm just gonna throw one. Your your yeah, dude, you. bone. Yeah. Yeah. Trying to get a triple double on the fifth. <laughs> try, try, try. It's like insider trading <laughs> shit. <laughs> like try, trying to be like CP3 over yeah. here. <laughs> Just not. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, dude. You absolutely just melted me right now. I just want you to know. <laughs> I appreciate it. Yeah. Not my intention. Did you wait on to, to like to hear the story? Like you're like Yeah, I, I haven't asked him any follow up questions. Okay. I haven't asked him anything. He just told you that and you're like, That's it. No, I yeah. got the tip. Uh-huh. I don't want nothing else. He turned down my white claws. Um and then like the next day I was like, What did you mean? And then he was like, Oh yeah, like it's a long story and I was like, Dude, I have a podcast. Mm-hmm. Like that sounds interesting to me. You know, and then he's I like, do. oh, well, it's like a really sad story. And I was like, perfect. <laughs> <laughs> so just like, yeah, I guess just not like your idea, like just a normal, you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but I mean, okay, let's just think about it analytically right now. Okay. You were a kid who, you know, had like the Michael Jackson syndrome where, uh, you know, how Michael Jackson just bought his kids like an entire carnival, mm-hmm. but weren't there. Yeah. Like that is almost more detrimental than parents who don't have anything to give but are there you know yeah yeah from there you sort of cycled down into super hard drug usage Mm -hmm. um somehow got yourself out of it Mm -hmm. and is now pulling more money than i'll see in a year in like a month so does that fit our criteria yeah (laughs) you know it's just the in-betweens of your story just completely had me choked up for Half a second, and then I realized who the f- I am. <laughs> <laughs> Put that <laughs> motherfucker re- in his place. You realize we're recording. Like, <laughs> yeah. okay, I should yeah. Oh, <laughs> hold on. Don't yeah. Do that. Oh shit, man. Um. Well, I mean that that's that's it from us, dude. It's been an absolute pleasure just having you on. Yeah, dude. Thank you guys. Like this is a cool experience for me too, and you know, um, I guess if like one person like is motivated or inspired then like we did our job right like yeah. i mean yeah. that's kind of yeah. the thing that i that i kind of lean towards but yeah this was really cool and thank you you know like i appreciate it dude always cool it was a pleasure meeting yeah, you too yeah. man nice yeah meeting you. likewise oh See you soon. um if you do any good works if you um you know have any plugs or any um i don't know salvation army events or um any na events or anything like that that you need volunteers for um, let us know. We'll plug it online. We'll let other people know, and then we'll really That's get this going. Generous, dude. Yeah, yeah. And then we would also love uh, to do volunteer work, so we'll we'll be there too. But um, thanks again, uh, Tony. You want to take us out? Yeah, man. If you enjoyed this episode, as always, go share it with a friend or a colleague or anybody that you think will motivate. You know, just like he said, Aaron said, if we motivate one person or if we inspire somebody, then we did our due diligence by coming on this podcast and spread love. Where can they find us? They can find us at Influence Podcast on Facebook, Instagram, Spotify, everything you listen to on your favorite podcast app. Right? Sounds good. Till next time, guys. Peace. Peace. Cheers.